0: Hey bestie. What's up girl? Hey does anyone ever ask you like oh I heard you do a podcast. What's that witty and gritty podcast all about?
1: Yeah okay so I usually spit out this robotic sentence that's we help hard-working Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful and fulfilling lives. So that's usually what I say but I'm also monotone. Y'all know this and so it's just like wah, wah, wah. So Farron what does that mean?
0: Yes. Well, my response is not as fancy, even (laughs) though I've heard you say that. Lots of times I should know by now. But essentially, I explain that we help people grow in their Christian lives, and through their growth, then they can better fulfill God's calling on their life.
1: Right. So we're book study experts, and we know how to analyze, pull apart, and take that through the Christian lens, and that's kind of what we do here.
0: And so then sometimes people are like, yeah, you're self-help books, and... They might be mainstream, but we are always sure to bring it back to God and the biblical view.
1: Right, so whether you see a secular book or something that a Christian author has written, just know that when you come
0: here, you're going to get it through a biblical lens. And not just ours. I like that we incorporate interviews by people living out the principles. Yeah, that's for sure. So that's your little bonus if you stick around through the series, which yeah. we hope you will.
1: Yay! Here we go! Episode 176 of the I Am Rehab miniseries. Today we're going over Chapter 5, which is I Am Risk. I didn't know if you were going to say it or I was going to say it, or are we going to every other word it?
0: <laughs> you made eyes at me, so I knew I was going to say Too it. <laughs> uh, do you remember when we used to go pew, pew, pew? <laughs> uh, let's still do that. Any <laughs> OGs pew, pew, pew. listening, let oh, us know. Oh man,
1: that was like for sure in episode 16, I think.
0: You continue to amaze me with your episode knowledge. Uh, anyway, sorry about that. Do you know, do you think, you know, like sitcom board games that like trivia about favorite mm. sitcom shows. Do you yeah. think the characters are good at it? That played oh, them?
1: I don't know because I've seen both sides of it where people have forgotten their line. Mm-hmm. Or some people who like, I don't think uh, Lisa Kudrow has watched an episode of Friends. Mm. I don't think she's i could be i could be wrong could be some other actress in some other show i feel like i've heard that they don't and a lot of people just don't watch don't watch it so they had to memorize the line for that one time and then don't but i don't know i've seen both sides my question to you Farron, is (laughs) which person out there cringes when they hear the word risk is it
0: you Mm -hmm. is it the sixes (laughs) yeah for sure there are definitely days that I'm up for risk-taking. And oh, yeah? then there are times where I'm like, I've risked enough. I'm, <laughs> I'm done risking. Like, Tapped I up. put on pants today. That was a big enough risk. <laughs> <laughs> Could have hurt my back. I don't know. How is your back, by the way? Oh, it's better. Great. Now my nose. <laughs> it moved from my back to my nose.
1: Hey, coaching anything under the age of 10 is hard.
0: Yes. Just a little bit of background. I was pulling weeds. I went to pull a weed and threw my back out. Now, let, let me tell you, it was 35. like, it was up to my knee, okay? It was a big weed, but. You had to heave hoe on that one. Man. I should have. Instead, I heaped, heaved. <laughs> <laughs> Technique oh, is important.
1: Is funny. Okay, so we've talked about Autumn's background a little bit. And did you know, Farron, that sometimes people in the church hurt people? Yeah, it's, in fact, I believe called Church Hurt. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Guess what? Those people are sinners, so they're going to mess up too. So sometimes it happens. Um, I thought the cool part in this part in this part of the book was Autumn's parents, I think her father was the preacher of the church, and then when Autumn got divorced, her parents stood by her because, uh, do you want to stay with the guy abusing you or get out? Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm being too judgy right now. But they stood by her their daughter and the church shunned that whole family and kind of missed the whole point of like grace and mercy there that Jesus has bestowed upon us. But all that to say is some of you listening right now have been hurt by the church and you haven't been back since then. And you've written off all other churches since I would encourage you to go to our church's Sea life, which is community life church. We have a YouTube channel. If you go to the sermon on August 7th, 2022, it's a whole sermon about how the church hurts people sometimes and that's not okay and what to do about it.
0: Yes, my thing when this topic comes up is my heart hurts for people that confuse God's character right. with the character of the people at their church or their church's identity. That's hard. It is hard because you are also on one hand trusting the church like that's where to you're, you. yeah, you're Yeah, you're going to be fed there and put your kids in the kids program and you make these relationships uh but it's always a reminder that people are gonna fail people are gonna fail us god's the only one that's not and so if you find yourself in the middle of turmoil or on the other side of it and you're still hurting i would just encourage you to remember god's character and encourage you to get back out there in the game Uh, You might have to kind of like dating, right? Church hop. Church hop. Mm -hmm. Find one that's for you. Know that you may in fact get hurt again. We make no promises. It's a risk. And guess who's going to try to make sure you get hurt again? Satan. (laughs) Every
1: time. What can he do to put barriers in the way of you going back to a church that loves you?
0: Exactly. And just know that like the church needs to be made up of more people that have been hurt to help uh, alleviate further hurtings of other people. Yeah, that's good. So, and chances are you're going to find a church where other people have also come from churches where they've been hurt. So, you're not alone. Very sorry it's happened to you. I can't put myself in your shoes because we are, in fact, different people. But I would just encourage you to not confuse God's character with the entities, the people at the church. Right. So, taking a risk like Rahab, she
1: definitely stuck her neck out because if they, if the guards would have caught her in a lie she would have died. But if she also wouldn't have done anything either, she would have also died. (laughs) But like we were saying last week, she listened to the stories that she heard about God, and she took the risk and the leap of faith to follow him.
0: Yes. she Autumn says basically what Brooke just said, risking her life at the very moment she was questioned was worth it, even if it meant God wouldn't intervene. Um, Because... Her faith was ultimately going to save her for eternity. But I also like further down the page this quote. It's awesome. I need to remind myself of this when I don't feel like doing the risky thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Autumn says, She certainly could not outrisk the reward of God.
1: Yeah. If God's going to reward you, <laughs> you'd rather take that than over whatever situation you're in.
0: Yes. God rewards faith. And this has come up a lot, too. It doesn't mean that he's going to reward it in the way that you might be asking. Right. Because, again, he can see further down the road. He's all-knowing. But he is going to reward it in a way that will serve you. Right. And faith
1: is when you don't know what's going to happen. You just know what your next step is, and you just have to go do it, not knowing for certain what will happen. Like you were saying, fear, and it could be now. It could be now. Your reward could be now. It could be in 20 years. It could be Not on the side of heaven.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's part of it.
0: And faith is just that, right? It's not in what we see. Because if you could see it, then that's just like fact in front of your face. But (laughs) (laughs) faith is going to have to be in what's not seen. Which just sounds like stating the obvious. But if you find that you're struggling in times of uncertainty, just look at that as an opportunity to grow your faith. Yeah. Yeah. You have a choice. We talk about it a lot. Even if you choose not to choose. <laughs> that's a choice. <laughs> that's a choice. So, you know, if you're sitting there and you're like, I'm not sure if God's going to come through, but I'm not going to say he is or isn't. I'm just going to kind of chill in this uh, in-between stage. That's still making a choice.
1: Lukewarm. Question for you, Farron. Yeah. What has God called to you, or called you to do that has felt steep, super risky, you really got to stick your neck out, Can you think of a time where you're just like, "Uh, okay, I'm going to do this? Because you're also, it makes me think of like when you get in the pool, you personally, you take one step in. So I'm wondering if (laughs) faith is like a cannonball. (laughs) We just got to be like, let's go. Um, I don't know.
0: So I think something that helps me make risky choices a little bit easier is even if I don't know that there, know what the outcome is. Mm -hmm and maybe this is the Enneagram 6 in me, but I have learned that I will there will be a way. There's not just fall mm-hmm. off the face of the earth. So yeah. uh, leaving public education was difficult. Um, is it a Brene Brown book where she talks about like, oh no, I think it was Dream Big by Bob Goff, talking about hostage situations yep. where the people that are taken hostage then feel whatever, some type of, feelings, I don't necessarily mean romantic, but for the people holding them hostage, they're empathetic. And so then it's hard to like press charges against them. And so it's funny when I had the opportunity to leave public education with just an uncertain future, (laughs) it was like, I know that this has felt honestly abusive at some times and controlling and manipulative. And again, I love school. I love educating. I love working with kids, but God had to rip it from me by, yeah. I found myself just in a terrible situation. And so, anyways, all that to say, that was hard, but I knew that there was going to be something after it. Yeah. Even if it meant working at Hobby Lobby, which is not a bad Take gig. my paycheck. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> and I don't mean any discredit. I just love crafting and holidays and seasons, but something that has helped with risk is not and knowing and exactly how it's going to turn out. Yeah. But knowing that with God and by making calculated risks, that there could be a plan B, C, D, E, F, um, that's helped me move forward. Yes.
1: And I think along with that, so yes, first step, faith, we're going to make the choice, we're going to do it. But then also resting and knowing that God loves you. He's not going to be a bad giver of gifts, and he's not going to be reckless with you. He's not going to be like, oh, Farron, you quit your job. You're not getting paid anything ever. Get it to the curb. Like, no, he's not going to do that to you. He's going to, put a, what did Autumn say? She said, God provided via the currency of our faith.
0: Mm, that's so, good. So,
1: if you can think of, instead of, man, okay, The I guess in the Bible, yeah, in the Bible, money is mentioned over 800 times. Mm. So clearly, it's a theme everybody has struggled with forever because it's hard to buy food if you don't have the money. We can see where this is all going. But if you can exchange money for faith
0: mindset, that will help. That's baby steps too. Yeah, so faith in knowing that God will provide even if we don't know what that looks like. And then also that by showing up, Doing the work, God will reward in the currency of faith.
1: Let's talk about the people who are like, That's a dumb move, Farron. I don't advise that. So a lot of times when we know that we're supposed to take a risk,
0: mm-hmm.
1: let's say or or even like you know you should take the risk, but mm-hmm. your spouse isn't ready. Or your best friend thinks you're crazy, or fill in the blank. Your mom's like, What do you do? Why would you that's the dumbest idea ever. You're always gonna have naysayers. That's Proverbs nine, eight. Yep, Proverbs 9-8. <laughs> I saw a shirt. It said, Hater's going to hate Proverbs 9-8. And I was like, what? <laughs> so when you look it up, it's like, that. if you just, there's always going to be someone who's just chirp, chirp, chirping away. And that's Satan trying to get you to not take the risk that God is clearly calling you to.
0: Yeah. Autumn responds to that to me. She is not here right now. But so... <laughs> tell us, Autumn. <laughs> In the chapter, she says, the problem comes when we're more comfortable with our comforts than with the comforter.
1: Ugh. Comfort
0: is the great enemy of risk for God. Man, mindset shift. Mm-hmm. So, again, uh, talking last chapter about things that are disguised like lies in disguise. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, well, you did this, you'll have more time later, but, you know, you brought joy to this person and that's serving others. And doesn't God like those things? And those are all things that are being said to you in place of your time in God's Word. While they may be true, it's also comfort. But I think Satan can sometimes behind be behind that. So here, though, we're talking about taking a risk. So you could justify, like you said, from either the haters. I believe that your parents truly want what wants what's best for you. They are also biased. Yes, and so um, they they don't mean to harm you what they're saying might have some truth right that is a possible turnout and they are going they're trying to keep you comfortable keep you give you that comfort and support by maybe speaking to having you not take the risk but that's where you need to spend more time with god and again is it coming from me or satan and is my comfort getting in the way if you wonder if that's it pray for that specifically Mm -hmm. if you don't know what to say say god we have the i'm stupid prayer which i've seen some reels on but i keep forgetting to send them to you oh man we started that (laughs) we also started idk for i don't know so just so everyone knows that too go back to episode one yes (laughs) but just pray for that specifically say god am i valuing my comfort Mm -hmm. over taking a risk for you you might even
1: already know as you just said that out loud or in your
0: head. Yes. <laughs> you do know. You, I mean, I hope you do. That's going to be my prayer for you. But, but pray for that specifically if you don't know. And then when you do know, check
1: in with God. And if you're slipping, repent and ask for forgiveness. And then go back into that ready to take the risk. It's almost like we need to stay ready when God says, All right, move. You're ready to move. Mm-hmm. You're, you're ready. You stay ready.
0: Autumn says, When we avoid risk, fear wins and we are disqualified from God's intended for more. And I believe that's in that situation, right? Mm -hmm. This came up at um, Bible study too, about um, someone shared that she had a friend that was making life choices. You know, It's either down the left path or the right path. Pick one. And she kept going right, kept going right, kept going right, and basically did this long U-turn to get back to going left. (laughs) (laughs) And in hindsight, this is why reflection is so important. She could see instead of having regret of why didn't I just go left from the beginning, what she saw in all those choices was how God's unwavering love showed up and how even after making all those wrong turns, that promise for her was still available. Right. And so if she continued to go right, that promise wasn't going to, you got to get more left. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So in that moment, it could disqualify you, but I don't want you to have heard that quote and think that if you have made a wrong decision, that you are eternally disqualified. No. I'm not God, so I can't say that for you. But I believe by prayer and growing closer to God, there I believe that He'll provide opportunities if that's still His plan for you. Yep. Two wrongs don't make a right, but three lefts do. Okay. <laughs> well, and back
1: to abundance. John 10.10, 10, that's where it's like, the thief comes to steal kill and destroy, but I come to give life and life abundantly. So we're not just... Christians who are surviving and treading water, if you feel like you're treading water, know that that is not what God wants for your life. He wants life abundant, so thrive, not survive, is the goal there. So maybe there's a risk we're not taking somewhere, or maybe we're not being diligent enough, and maybe a risk means not hanging out with that friend for that one night, so you can spend like a good solid hour in your Bible. I don't know. Yeah, It depends on what it looks like for you in your life phase. Or it might be being uncomfortable and waking up early even though you're not a morning person. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: It's worth I'm it. I'm proud of you for saying that. Uh, you got all the way to the end and then said ew. I know. But Sorry, I think God. a very important point you're making is um, God doesn't want you just to go making crazy random risks all willy-nilly. That's yeah. not what he's asking you to do. And so we like practicable act. practical actionable steps we like practical actionable steps and autumn delivers on here she talks about rahab's risk and she says that there are three things that she did one she recounted who god was yep two she aligned herself with the truth and three she surrendered in faith so if you are looking for step-by-step instructions in a decision that you are trying to make about your life that seems risky remember one focus on who god is not what the world says. Not what someone else is saying God is. Not what Satan's whispering to you what God is, but who God is. And where do you find out who God is, Brooke? Holly Bibli. Also known as the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, two, aligning herself with her his truth, which once again, we've talked about combating lies with the truth. Where's the truth, Farron? In the Bible. Okay, so step one, read your Bible. Step two, read your Bible. Step three. Then at some point you have to jump. Then you got to do it. You have to surrender in faith. At some yeah. point you're choosing, even if you choose not to choose. Yeah. God's going to do, like God has this plan. It's going to happen. Is it going
1: to take you a million right turns and do a couple loop-de-loops to get <laughs> on the right path? Yes, maybe sometimes. Or maybe if we'll just take the risk when when he tells us to. Maybe it will be a less, we don't know what it will be like, but it will be obedient, which is in God's plan, which is great. Um, And then, like you were saying, he's all-knowing, he is all-powerful, so I was looking, I was trying to nerd out, because you're the word person, about why words make whatever sound they make, (laughs) (laughs) and then I was like, that's, and I was like, entomology, no, that's bugs, that would be my wheelhouse, you are etymology, etymology, Mm -hmm. which is... The study, study of, of words. word origin. word origin language of origin. Okay, yep. so then omniscient, and I I have a hard time remembering like omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. And I was like, you know what? Let me just take a minute to just actually remember this, and then it's like omniscient. Oh, that kind of looks like science. So then I looked up the Latin root, and it's the same as science, like the scie. Where where is it? The scie is the Latin root for science. So then I thought, I love how God is all knowing and he tied in science to it because science and God are friends. Yay! That's all. Oh and then gosh. also um, omnipotent because it's potent. He's powerful. Like if you smell a skunk, you're like, oh that's potent. There you go. If you needed to remember, that helped me. I still need
0: to get you a lab coat. <laughs> Thank you. One of these days, will that be my Christmas present? Yes. Great. Oh, but if I get it before Halloween, please. you could also dress up. I'll be a doctor. Yeah. (laughs) Stop, stop. I already know where you're going. You know what kind of risk we have not talked about yet? Being Brooke Nye the science guy. What if it's risky to continue on something you're already doing? Ooh. So it's not necessarily starting something new. It's taking away. It's sticking with something that hasn't come to fruition. Ooh. Ooh. Do you have an
1: example? No, nope. it's hard. Because in the waiting, <laughs> or what we learned in, at the Bloom Conference, the tarrying, when you know that God is calling you to this one thing and you're still just actively waiting until, oh, okay, I guess that's me. This is my example then. You know you are not supposed to be in the realm that you are, but mm-hmm. the window has not opened yet for you. So you still need to show up, work like you are for the Lord, and stick with it. And keep praying and keep reading your Bible. And then when you get there, it's so exciting because now you can enjoy the abundant life that God has wanted to give you this whole time. Sometimes you just need to be patient. So right now I'm thriving. Whew! It feels great. It's been like 12 years. I
0: feel good. Yeah. Thank you, God. And some scripture to help if you if that's kind of the situation you're in. Galatians 6:9 says, "Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time." We will reap if we do not grow weary. I love that last part. Well, I feel like you might have some weariness. Yeah, but then you got to like weed it out. Like it says, like your giant weed in <laughs> your back. Gosh, Satan! <laughs> so it says, do not grow weary. So when weary creeps up like a weed, you ain't grown weary. You're not. You're picking that weed. Pull that weed out. <laughs> How can you do that, Brooke? You can do that through prayer, time in the Bible, community, worship music, which is basically singing out God's holy Bibli scriptures.
1: (laughs) What version did you read? Does it have the version written next to that? It does not. It says, if we do not grow weary. I like that. Um, In the ESV, it says, if we do not give up. Mm. Oh, so those that really tall weed that you're like, oh, I've neglected you for a while. It's going to take a lot more of
0: my back. <laughs> you know what? I pulled it halfway out. I was going to pull it a second. And in my head, I was like, okay, but if I pulled again, I might be out for like four days. But if I leave it, then I'm only out for a couple days with my back. But you know what? Since I was half pulled out, that sucker died.
1: That's so right.
0: I do not even have to pull it all the way out. <laughs> half Half worked. Half worked. <laughs> but yeah, so don't give up. Don't grow weary. If you feel weary growing, pull that weed and move right along. I like this last perspective shift too. In your time of praying with God, don't forget to take a second to realize that he's, uh, in a sense, taking a risk on you. By giving you this opportunity that seems risky, he, in fact, is then gifting you that opportunity. Yeah. And so I think it's back to that phrase, if God brings you to it, he'll see you through it. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Doesn't on this side of heaven. <laughs> doesn't mean you'll see the payoff exactly. But, wow, isn't that something that you're being presented with this opportunity? While it might be creating confusion, turmoil, a sense of like, oh, I don't know what the future looks like. Yeah. But start there and see if that change of heart posture, being gratitude, having gratitude towards the yeah. situation... Helps clarify things. Man, that
1: makes me think of Paul in the Bible where he's, like, oh, that verse where he's just kind of ranting about all the things <laughs> he's gone through. <laughs> I do that sometimes too, Paul. I get it. And if he wouldn't have stuck with it, think of all the people inside of the jail that wouldn't have been converted mm-hmm. or even the people who are working in the jail who eventually had the ears way higher up. So he was able, because he took the risk and because he stuck through it, he didn't give up Maybe he was weary at some times, but like you said, you're still going to base what you're doing off of action, not feeling. So you know that you're supposed to be mm-hmm. doing something, so do it. And maybe your feelings will catch up later, maybe not. You can you can pray for that or pray for peace knowing that might not come.
0: Yeah. But stick with it. Again, there's I listened to the Ed Milette podcast podcast and every successful person on there shares their story and part of his mission is to show people that adversity oftentimes is what leads to success and whoever was on there the other day I don't know if this book is like biblically accurate or if it cusses a lot but I like the title and it said the guy recommended the book and it's titled the obstacle is the way yeah the obstacle is like that is there's an obstacle that's probably the way (laughs) then to get to where you want to be but the path of least resistance is then obvious, or most times does not get you to where you want again. Well,
1: that is biblically based, the narrow path and the wide path. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we know that the narrow path is what God wants us to do. And that is more challenging, more difficult, not easy at all. But his ways
0: are higher. Mm-hmm. So you might just have to, again, have a mind shift on seeing obstacles and seeing risks. Get good at hurdling. Yeah, I mean, I pictured a hurdle, too. Me, too. Look at that. Yeah look at us story for after the after we end this i'm so glad i never had
1: to run (laughs) hurdles i can't wait to hear your story i hope it's about having to run hurdles
0: jacob did he ran like the 300 meter hurdles which i guess is like the most that sounds terrible yeah
1: i don't not good job every hurdler out there that was not we admire you good job now you're ready for life
0: all right well that was an abrupt ending but here we go bye bye (laughs)
1: we're really good at segues. (laughs)
0: and sound effects right (laughs) yes so that's the end of our episode but if you find yourself more and who could blame you Brooke <laughs> tell them where they can find us we, Monday through Friday we have a lovely website
1: it's wittyandgritty.blog you can go there it has every mini series ever we've done what about
0: the socials Farron yes we are on Instagram and Facebook primarily but we yeah. do also have um, a Pinterest account so be sure to follow us on your favorite social platform yeah oh also
1: fun fact we release episodes every Wednesday so you can count on us be sure to subscribe that way you don't have to Go and find it every week. Yeah, it'll just automatically do the magic m- computery thingy. Thank you, technology. Thank Go you.
0: technologies and uh,
1: Instagrams.
0: Yes. All right, we'll catch you next week, guys. Bye. This
1: episode is brought to you by 21 Kicks Journals, the journals you'll actually finish. Research shows that actively doing
0: something for 21 days in a row will change your
1: brain. Our uniquely designed 21-day journals will grow you on a deeper level, help you increase your odds of achieving your goals, and not to mention, they're fun and beautifully designed. Head
0: to the 21 Kicks Etsy shop today to explore your journaling options. We'll link it in the show notes.